Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. When you're part of an organization that's not functioning well, and you can see the problems, but you're not in a position to make the necessary changes, that can be pretty frustrating. If that's your church, what does God want you to do about it? Start reading in verse 12. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you will be condemned. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? He should sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we, we sing these things about your greatness, your holiness, and then we sing about you on your mercy seat. Oh, God, we're so thankful for that mercy seat. We consider our sin, we consider our condemnation before you apart from Christ, and, and, and then we remember you sit on the mercy seat and we can be forgiven. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you that we can have the privilege of joining with all creation and singing of your worthiness and your greatness your splendor and your majesty. And Lord, it especially strikes me this morning when we were singing about you. Holy is the Lord Almighty, talking about you. And then all of a sudden we're talking to you. Blessed and glory and honor and power be to you, the only wise king. You are my everything. And and suddenly we're just speaking to the Almighty himself and you attend to that. You listen to us. What an amazing thing that we can speak to the Almighty. Lord, I pray, I just pray, please, take this hour and and by the power of your Spirit, use your holy word to awaken us to the wonder of prayer that we might delve more deeply into communion with you. I ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Your religion is what you do with your solitude. When you're all alone and you don't have to think about any particular thing, what do you think about? What what most effortlessly tends to come to your mind? What are you like 
in private. That is your true religion. Robert Murray McShane wrote this, What a man is alone on his knees before God, that he is and no more. That's the measure of your stature as a person, what you are alone before God on your knees. I can, I can put my nice clothes on and, and, and come to church and put my best foot forward and, and, and hide my sins and put on a pretty good show. And, 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 and a lot of people can be impressed with me. But whatever I am tomorrow morning on my knees before God, that's all I am. We've been studying through the book of James and we came last week to verse 13 of chapter 5 where James calls us to this personal, private communion with God, private prayer. And the whole rest of the passage is all about corporate prayer, praying together as a church, praying for one another, but he begins with praying for yourself. And we found that it has to start there. It has to start with personal, private prayer because if you're not right before God, uh, just between you and God, what good is it going to do for, for you to pray for everyone else? And I feel burdened to spend a whole nother week on right here in this verse before we move on because of how important this is. I told you last time that this whole closing section from verse 12 all the way to the end of the book is James' remedy. Uh, he, all these problems in the church that he's been exposing throughout the book uh, now he's done exposing. Now we get the solution. It's, it's the remedy. And mostly it's focused on prayer. The great majority of it is about prayer. Prayer is mentioned in every single verse, from verse 13 all the way through 18. Private prayer in verse 13, then the elders, then everybody praying for each other. That's the solution to problems in the church. What a novel solution to fixing a broken church, right? Private prayer. Fix each of the members. Fix the church by fixing each one of the members. That's the that's what a revolutionary idea. I mean, that's exactly that's what James is doing here. Usually, when something's wrong in a church, we 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 have all kinds of ideas how to fix it. You know, um, add a new program, more of this, less of that in the preaching. What it would change the constitution, write up some bylaws, do some get some new leadership, try different music, and all of this stuff. And we 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 forget the most fundamental truth about what the church is. We're a body. We're a body. And a body is healthy when the body parts are all healthy. And that happens when each body part is responsive to the signals coming from the head. Right? So, prayer. Fixing the church, fixing what's broken in a church, is a matter of private prayer. That's where it's got to start. Just a short one today, but there are two points of application. First, what did you think of that statement, your religion is what you do with your solitude? When you're all alone and you don't have to think about any particular thing, what do you think about? By that standard, if you're totally honest with yourself, what would you have to say is your real religion? And if the answer is something other than the matters of the kingdom of God, what could you do to change that? Secondly, consider this concept of how to fix the church. You might have some complaints about your church. You wish the pastor or the worship leader or elders or someone else would do things differently. But what's the starting place for making a body healthy? It's in making sure each individual body part is healthy. And there's one of those parts that you have the ability to change, yourself. 
So ask yourself, how healthy are you as a body part in the body of Christ? What kind of contribution are you making to the body? Is there sin in your life that could be provoking God's discipline on the whole church? Or are you a lame body part that just contributes nothing and is carried along by the rest of the body? Or are you firing on all cylinders, carrying out your responsibility as the body part God designed you to be? Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.